Hello, my name is Ronnie Edwards and I'm the director of Pomozzi Creatives. Thank you for joining me on the Everyday Inspirational Women podcast. I'll be spending time with and learning from women and girls that I personally find inspiring. Each one of us carries this incredible energy that can encourage and inspire. This particular episode is actually hosted by Pomozzi apprentice Jasmine Bone. In this episode, Jasmine meets two young women who are studying subjects within STEM. Hello, my name is Jasmine Bone and I'm a working apprentice um, with Pomozzi Creatives, uh, working alongside the Inspirational Women of Portsmouth Awards. I absolutely love science. My friends and family think I'm slightly obsessed, but I wouldn't quite go that far. Um, <laughs> it's so interesting because it's everywhere. Like, you can go, you can't go far without encountering some form of science. So, tied into that, we are working alongside the University of Portsmouth Global and the International College of Portsmouth for a Women in STEM project. Um, so STEM, for those of you who may not know, is defined as science, technology, engineering and maths. I'm here with Amina and Nayab, who are University of Portsmouth students, studying maths to chat to them about their experience with STEM. Amina and Nayab, thank you for coming on the podcast. Amina, um, tell us about yourself. Um, so I'm a 20-year-old uh, maths student at the University of Portsmouth. Um, I was, I was going to say, it's funny you said that you find science everywhere because I find that with maths, studying maths, I've really found that in real life there is so much maths that um, is around us. And I also find it such a shame that there's not a lot of girls who want to do STEM and who get put off doing subjects that are in STEM. I know, I definitely agree with that. Just, hopefully by doing this, more and more people are going to want to go into STEM. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> they are. Can you tell us about yourself? Yeah, so I also do maths, um, same course as Amila, and we're both in our third year, I'm 21. Um, it's pretty much the same thing that you guys have said, that just maths is so vital in everyday life. Like, you just have to look around you, I mean, looking at transport, medicine, computers, these all rely on maths, and it's such an important subject that I think there should be more representation of women um, and you know equality between women and men who do STEM um, and I just enjoy it I mean I just wish people would just enjoy the subject more I think there's such yeah. a stigma around it like STEM, math, science that it just shouldn't be there like it's, it's enjoyable why can't it be? Why do you feel there is that stigma surrounding STEM subjects for females? Um, I think it starts from Actually, I recent so I as part of my degree, I did a study on attitudes towards maths. I wrote a paper on attitudes towards maths and whether gender and ethnicity affect it. Yeah. And it starts off in secondary school, from what I found, that in primary school there isn't really much of a stereotype between men and women in STEM. It's more uh, in secondary school where girls tend to form this attitude that. <coughs> yeah, this is a boy-heavy subject and boys do STEM and they enjoy it um, because of mainly media stereotypes, I'd say, nowadays. Um, but also actually, like, um, teachers' influence and actually parents as well. 
Like studies have shown that parents' influence is huge and that parents themselves believe that boys and that their sons have a better chance in STEM than their daughters or girls. And obviously if it's, if it's at home, it's going to be everywhere. Yeah. yeah, so there's like a lot of stuff out there that parents genuinely... And it's, I don't even think it's their fault. It's just the way it's portrayed generally. Mm-hmm. That, um, that's why those ideas sort of get in girls' heads. They're being told at school, at home, or not even directly, indirectly, that, you know, STEM subjects yeah. are male subjects. Yeah, because I was going to say, in my secondary school, all the math teachers were men. So, like, there was no representation in my secondary school that, oh, women can be in STEM. Like, maybe my science, um, like, science teachers, there were more women, but definitely in maths, it was literally just men in the whole corridor. So I think girls also get put off because they don't see anybody in a position of STEM who are like them, like, that are women. Mm-hmm. So, like, they don't see, oh, I can do that too because all they see is these men. And it's quite off-putting, I think. Actually, it's funny you say that because they're pretty much... <coughs> One of the main reasons I did a maths degree is because of my secondary school maths teacher. Oh, wow. She taught me for three years from year nine to year 11. And I went back to see her to do some research on this project. It was really nice. But um, yeah, it's because she, I saw her and she was like, yeah, why can't you do it? Mm-hmm. Like, I, she just made lessons enjoyable. And she, and she said to me, look, there aren't many women, but if you can do it, like, it's so beneficial. If you enjoy it, just do it. And she was like a massive reason why I did a maths degree. So I'm just lucky that, you know, I had her as a teacher. Yeah, we definitely need to get more like, yeah, young females, those inspirational, <coughs> relatable mm. um, women to look up to. It's all right having, like, someone to look up to. Yeah. Them, but they're your big, famous scientists. There's, you want the people you can Close really to you, yeah. relate to mm-hmm. for STEM. So, Amila, what do you really enjoy about being... Um, a student at Portsmouth University? Um, Something that I really enjoy at um, Portsmouth University is my course, mainly, because there's such a variety on the course. Like, one day I'm learning about particles and, like, things like that, and then the next day I'm learning about transport and, like, companies and how to help companies um, make the most, like, have the most benefit of, like, selling things. And I find that so interesting how you can go... It's one subject, but it's so broad. So I'm just like, wow, like, I was never expecting that. But also I find the University of Portsmouth has helped me so much to grow. And, like, I'm a <laughs> friend, so, like, Nayab, I would not have met her if we both didn't do maths and both didn't go to the University of Portsmouth. So I'm so thankful for not only choosing University of Portsmouth, but also finally choosing to do maths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the staff are so supportive as well. Mm-hmm. If you ever go, if you ever, if you ever have any problems, you can just go and talk to your lecturers like on a daily basis, and it's like fine. Yeah, see, so. that's a stigma with university as well, yes. isn't it? Everyone seems to think you're sort of chucked <coughs> in the deep end and that you get no support. Mm. But to hear that you come up and it's like yeah, you just exactly have to ask for it. You just ask for the help. Yeah, it's quite reassuring. How about you, Nayab? What do you enjoy about being a student here? Yeah, it's sort of. Carrying on from what Amila said, uh, the course is very interesting because it's so broad and even if you do a maths degree, you can still tailor the units that you do to a specific direction. So more statistics, I mean I'm not going to lie, I avoided statistics at all costs <laughs> after first year. Like, yeah, no more stats, but like physics units, computing, right. operational research, like things like that. 
Um, and then because there is so much support, there's like, the lecturers are, I think, compared to other universities maybe, the ac accessibility to the lecturers is insane. So yeah. the lecturers spend, so they, they rotate, they spend about two hours a week in our little area, Maths Cafe it's called. <laughs> oh, Unfortunately, it's not, yeah. actually, it's not actually a cafe, which I, when I found out, I was quite upset. I think it. everybody thought it was going to be like an actual cafe. Yeah, where you it's go. not. It's not, it's just tables where you can go yeah, and ask we, for help. Yeah, we, we do this at college. We have yeah, but like, you don't expect it at university, but it's mm. so helpful. And even if your lecturer isn't there, if you go and you ask another one of the lecturers, they're always willing to help you, or at least point you in the right direction. And e like I'll email a lecturer and the response mm. is so quick, um, which I found really surprising. And then in terms of the university, there's so many opportunities. Like, I mean, we're both international student ambassadors as well, and we have loads of opportunities for doing that. We've been on the summer schools. Yeah. We do I do like sports as well outside, and I've met like loads of people, not just actual uh, University of Portsmouth sports, but I do stuff in the community as well, mm -hmm. and I've met like loads of Portsmouth people let's just say <laughs> as well like doing all this stuff there's just so much to do and yeah. it helps you like build your character and you know I don't know it's just I just think it's really good <laughs> <laughs> so obviously there was the choice of so many unis for you when you chose where to do your degree so Amida what attracted you to studying at Portsmouth so I because I live in London, I don't I I don't hate London, but it's not my favourite place to be. It's so crowded for me that when I came to view Portsmouth on an open day, I saw that not only does it have that kind of city aspect to it, you also have the seaside. So like, if you get too overwhelmed with like even like university or like city life, you can always get away and like you have somewhere to go and relax. And like for me, it's such a big deal to have that because you don't have that in. London, like you're in a city, there's nowhere to go, you're just yeah. trapped. <laughs> so here I found, I really liked how it's a campus university as well, so everything's so close, you don't have to like travel far to anywhere, because you can walk the whole, like, you really could, yeah, really. yeah, you can walk it all within like 30 minutes, so yeah, that's what really attracted me to it. Wow, what attracted you, uh, Um, So... First of all, it was closer, sort of the opposite for me, really, because I live in Southampton. Okay. Um, and that's where I was born and my family's there. And when we were looking, uh, I sort of wanted to stay close to home, but maybe not at home. <laughs> so it's like, it, so I'd like driving every day, it's only like half an hour if there's no traffic. But it's still like a good university experience, you know, being in another city, being independent in my study and travel and everything like that. But I'm then also still able to go back home and be with my family and things like that. Um, so obviously like how close it is to my home. And then again, like you said, like everything is, it's just so easy. Mm. It's just convenient. Yeah. It's so <laughs> convenient. Like I struggled first year with, um, I took the train and that was hard for me but then compared to the lecturers the support i was like i really can't complain because in terms of my degree i'm getting the fullest out of this university because you know the support everything's there so that you know i i shouldn't complain it's just a minor <laughs> thing for me whereas if i you know gone to another university where well, i just found some of the other universities speaking to the department and whatever i just didn't click with them as much or i didn't feel as though as welcomed 
as I did at, at Portsmouth. Yeah, I definitely think as well with Portsmouth University there's so much not just within our degree, there's support. There's support within the whole university. If you need financial help, they'll mm. help you. There's a place, there's a specific place for that. If you need help with your well-being, there's they like there's a place for that. There's also like a relaxation time in the library. If you need to go start, they organise that. And I think that's such an amazing thing to do because you don't find that in all universities, mm. especially like good services. <laughs> like, um, so yeah, I think that's another thing as well. Like as well as support in the university, like on our course, there's so much university support that's not on our course and i think portsmouth university is one of the top universities in terms of careers mm. getting the graduates jobs after you graduate and they mm. still once you graduate as well they still offer careers and employability service for up to a year oh, that's, that's so good and yeah. like you know it just gives you extra peace of mind so there's another stigma like oh graduates aren't getting as many jobs anymore etc etc so it's like you know you know you have that service there for you <laughs> I'm like convinced now. It's great. <laughs> We're basically doing an elevator pitch for you. <laughs> Come here. Um. So, as most people know, maths isn't the easiest of subjects to study. Um. I find that I do maths at A level. <laughs> I don't find it the easiest. Um. So, Nayan, but what do you find most difficult about your course? Um. I wouldn't say. For me, it's not the content always, yeah. because I can always ask the help, I can always do extra stuff. It's more the workload sometimes. Mm -hmm. So if so if I do miss something in a lecture, or if I just miss a lecture completely, catching up, because there's just so much to do, it's always go, 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 the next lecture, you know, there's just so much to learn. At, to begin with, I found that really difficult. Just manage time management. I say yeah, for me yeah. because we obviously everything does link because it's maths, but at the same time they don't. So like I'll, <laughs> I'll do a, like my physics unit or like yeah. dynamics and then like core maths or differential equations or whatever, and they don't link. So I have to learn like one thing in this area and one thing in that area, and if you mm -hmm. get behind. Uh, you can get very behind very quickly. So it's just being able to time manage, manage your workload, but still have time to do extracurricular stuff, you know? So that's what I found difficult. Oh, okay. So, Amila, do you find that the same in terms of difficulty, or is there something else you find? No, I, I definitely agree with Nayab. I The thing that I find most difficult about our course is having to balance that with my actual university life and having a social life, because when you live with people, because at university you live with, you don't, you're not going to live with people that do maths, like not necessarily, so you're going to live with like so many different people and their, you know, um, their courses. courses, yes, their courses might not expect them to go in as much or do as much work outside of their uni, um, so it's so hard for you to be, to tell yourself, oh, I can't do this with you because I have to go into uni or I have to do extra work, yeah. so I definitely say time management is the hardest thing with maths because there's so much to do and mm. if you do miss something or you don't keep on top of the work it's so hard to just yeah and yeah just fall behind it's so easy to do so I think time management is the hardest thing oh it's quite interesting to know <laughs> <laughs> so on the flip side of that Amina what did you like what were you most surprised of learning so, of course. Um, the thing that I'm most surprised about my course is something that Nayab's touched upon, how things do link. 
they are very different subjects because obviously you go from physics to <laughs> dynamics or operational research and it's so different but you'll find aspects of dynamics in physics and it's so weird because you hear like Hamiltonian and you hear that the first year and you're like oh I'm never going to hear this again and then you hear it in third year again and you're like oh I did this before <laughs> so it's like so weird how things interlink even though they're such different like units that you do so I found that so surprising because I just thought I was going to be doing like when you think of units you think you know when you're in secondary school and you have English, maths, science yeah. and they're completely different it's not completely different in maths like even though they're you study different things, there'll be little things that are in there where you're like, I've heard of this before, where do I know this from? So I find that the most surprising about that course. Wow. Uh, now, was your experience similar in terms of what you found surprising? Yeah, I think it's, yeah, I'd say the same thing sort of as well. And also um, just the sheer number of ways you can approach the same problem, um, like baffles me sometimes. I mean, I did in second year, I did a unit which was like numerical analysis where you get a problem and it's like oh which of these methods should we use and why should we use it and then linking that to like real life situations where if a company asks you you know I have this problem how are you going to approach it so it's the most beneficial for you but, for, but also for them and yeah that just surprised me because I feel like you, you always think just because there's one answer there's you think there's one method but that's not the case. And wow. even sometimes there's not one answer. There's loads of answers <laughs> that you can get, but it's working out which is the best and which is, yeah, which is something, again, actually that's pretty surprising as well. You don't, there isn't always one answer. You, we learn how to get the best answer or the closest answer to what you want or things like that. So, yeah, it just, yeah, shocked me that there's lots of different ways and that they link to different units as well. So, for example, if you're doing dynamics, you might approach a, problem different to if you're just doing pure stats or things like that so so you're both in your third year yeah, yeah. so <laughs> is that your final year here or yeah not? it's my final year i plan on going on to do a pgce to become a teacher teacher <laughs> maths i don't know if that's clear so teacher maths yeah um so that's my plan so i'm still going to be here for another year after this yeah. That, that kind of ties really nicely into my next question. So, Amelia, what, what do you see yourself doing in five years? In five years, I plan on um, being a secondary school teacher, teaching maths. Okay. Um, I decided to go in that direction because um, I think it's very important to have women representing yeah. like STEM. Because as I said, in my I was very lucky because when I was in secondary school, I kind of didn't look at, is this a woman or is this a man? So I didn't get put off by it, but I think... A lot of girls, like young girls do, when they don't see someone like them in a position of STEM. Yeah. So I would love to be that kind of woman who's like, you can do this, you know, like I'm doing it, look at me. I did maths in university, so what's stopping you? Like, I want you to fall in love with the subject the same way I did. So, yeah, that's why I want to be a teacher in five years. That's amazing. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Naob, uh, where do you see yourself in five years? Well, I'm sort of going a different approach, I think. <laughs> I, I definitely do want to teach, okay. but maybe later on. I think once I graduate, um, so I currently work part-time um, in a phone shop, and they do really good graduate schemes. So I'm just an advisor at the moment. I'm just a sales advisor working in retail. Yeah. But it's such a large company and we can, it's so easy to make contacts in the company and so I've already like got in contact with other people higher up 
when we have training days we go to head office and I was like oh I could see myself working in this nice <laughs> you know shiny building very new and um I want to go into like maybe so technology definitely yes. but like into like management sort of role within that so yeah because I did think about going into computing because uh, computers are the future, but I don't think my skills <laughs> in coding are that cool. Software so are, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. are on par, let's just say. I mean, I'll, I'm working on it, but um, I think I prefer to be in like a management technology leadership role. I think that that's my goal at least. See, they both sound like really cool plans. Mm, well, <laughs> really, if, if, if really it works out. <laughs> no, but it'll be really good to inspire other young females mm, of the future because, yeah, we really do need to change the amount of women mm. in this subject. 100%. In all areas, though, isn't yeah. it? Not yeah. just, yeah. So, like, in companies <clears throat> as well. I think uh, we spoke about this. I don't know, I had a discussion with someone, I can't remember who, but um, we were talking about. Uh, representation and how people's if there isn't a woman or someone who is slightly older or slightly younger in the room you don't get that point of view and if there's the same bunch of people mm. working on the same thing you're never going to see anyone else's point of view and you're never going to see oh this might be a problem or this is greatly beneficial or things like that so I think that's important so it's good that exactly. we have the yeah. across everything yeah. so you both must have had people that inspired you to be where you are now. So, Emila, who inspires you and why do they inspire you? I would definitely say my parents have inspired me to be like where I am now. Um, being Because my parents, I'm Polish, not just my parents, I'm also Polish. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, we lived in Poland, but I, was, I lived in Poland until the age of four. Um, and my parents came here to give us a better life because they knew that the life in Poland wasn't going to be as good as we could have it here. So they moved, like, leaving family, friends, everything behind, even us for a year. <laughs> Still, yeah. Um, so they moved here to provide for us so that we can have a better life. And I find that very inspiring because they gave up everything, basically, for us to be, to be able to have a better life. So I definitely look up to them to be like because I want to be like that I when I have kids I want to think that I'd be if I was given the opportunity to give up everything for them I would do that because I find that that's the best thing as a parent that you can do like to look at your kids and think not what's best for me but what's best for them so I think that they've definitely inspired me to do my best as well because they haven't applied too much pressure on me either which I find in families it is such a problem sometimes when you get so much pressure from from your parents, you know, like, you get so much, and then you just get, like, you either get put off, like, some people do get put off, so I'm so happy that I don't have that pressure while my parents expect me to do everything, but the fact that I do do it, they, they're so proud, and that they tell me how proud they are that you're referred, you're reviewed, you know, like, well done, and I'm like, I owe this to you, like, I'm here because of you, I wouldn't be in this position, like, at the University of Portsmouth, I, I don't know where I would have been if it wasn't for my parents, like, leaving everything behind, so I definitely say that they inspire me. Your parents are like such great people. <laughs> Thanks. I'll let the boy said that. Um, Neob, uh, who inspires you and why? <laughs> the same, really. It has to be my parents as well. Um, because, well, my mum was born here. I'm Pakistani okay. as well. So it wasn't just the whole thing of women in STEM for us. It was women of colour. 
And specifically because I'm Muslim, I wear the headscarf. It's very obvious, you know, my religion, my race, everything like that, that uh, my parents obviously always wanted me to do whatever I wanted, but they always educated me on, you know, you might face issues. Even though you shouldn't, you might. Like, yeah. I was born here, I was raised here, I feel as British as anyone, but sometimes uh, I feel like people look at me and they don't see that, oh, which I forget, yeah. because I'm like, yeah, obviously I'm British. <laughs> but um, yeah, so my parents really always inspired like me to just carry on, even if people don't see you like on the same level as them or expect a lot less of you or whatever just do what you want to do don't let that stop you from doing maths or doing sport or doing whatever whatever you want and I was lucky as well my mum's always been really involved in my education in terms of like at secondary school or even at primary school I started wearing the headscarf and my mum like notified the school and was like look she's gonna do this is this okay at secondary school, I wear the um, abaya or the jilbab, which is the dress. So she talked to the school and uh, in terms of uniform, and they allowed it. And so she'd like make our dresses, our uniform, and then like sew the logo on for us. And you know, it's just lovely. small things yeah. like that that just made school so much easier. <laughs> you know, so much yeah. easier for me. Like I never had to worry about any of that because my parents always just sorted that out for us. Like always, just made sure that. We were involved with PE, with doing sport, because I love doing this. It was either maths or sport. <laughs> <laughs> like, it seems like quite extreme, but... So even now, like, I still play basketball in my headscarf, in my full dress, just because my parents always told me, don't be embarrassed, just do it. If people say things, that's their loss, not yours. It's not going to stop you. So yeah, again, I'd say my parents, they've always just told me to do the best at everything I do, work hard. And I see them working hard for us, like you said. Yeah. So it just makes you want to do more. And I know they're proud of me, so. Aww. <laughs> That's really nice. <laughs> it's quite humbling, isn't it? To oh, realise the sacrifices our parents make so that we can live the life we want to live. Mm. Especially when you're younger, you don't you don't realise. Mm. Like you don't think about everything that your parents could have given up or everything they do for you. And then you get older and you're like, oh my god, like you did so much for me. And like I didn't even realise, I didn't even appreciate it as much. And and then when you're older, you're like, I appreciate you so much and mm. it's too late. <laughs> it's so late. It's funny things, isn't it? Like looking back, like I always think as well, like, would I do the same? I would mm. like to think yes. I would, but realistically I look at myself and I'm like, I hope if I was in the same position, I could do the same. Mm. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so we're going to end nice and light after that little <laughs> <laughs> So, Amila, um, you've been given all expenses, paid dinner party. Where would you like to go and with which three other people would you like to invite? Okay, so firstly, I hate this question because I can never <laughs> choose um, the place I'd like to go. Okay. Don't laugh, though, because <laughs> Nate already knows the answer. Uh, I can't think of any place that's, like, really, like, expensive that I'd want to go, so I'd just choose Nando's. <laughs> like, I know it's, like, such a generic thing, <laughs> but I would just, I just love Nando's. It's just such a good place to go eat, like, there's something for everyone. Um, I, I, I also would love to say I'd take my parents, but I can go to Nando's with them any time I want. <laughs> Um, so one of the main celebrities that I look up to as well I'd say would be Demi Lovato so I'd love to go to a dinner party with her um, 
Purely because she was one of the first celebrities that spoke out openly about her mental illness and her mental health issues, which, like, my whole family struggles with and so do I. So I was like, I look up to that. I'd love to be able to sit down with her and be like, thank you, you know? I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> no, you'll be talking. <laughs> okay, so for me... Um, when I read this question, I... For me, I think I overthink everything. So I was like, so this question is a dinner party, so I assume it's in the UK, so you can't go abroad. And so I, I had to think really logically as well, because I was like, oh, I'm not really sure. So first of all, I was thinking somewhere like, the only place I could think is like the Shand. Or like, actually, maybe, because I'm Muslim, um, we eat halal food. Yes. And I love chicken and meat and beef, and I'm a massive protein person. So probably like a really nice halal restaurant so that I could take my parents. And I think I choose to take my parents and then probably one of my siblings. <laughs> you have to choose. Uh, I'd say, oh my God, if they listen to this, they're gonna hate me. Probably my sister, one of my, well I have two. Um, my sister, she's a year younger than me. She actually does chemistry with maths at Southampton University. So again, STEM, she's always asking me about her math stuff, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I did this last year, uh, I'm not really sure <laughs> what to do now. <laughs> I help her as much as I can, but um, with her as well, we get on really well, and I take them because if I had the opportunity, Alina, like, all paid, um, all paid for all expenses, once well, a lifetime thing was what I thought, I'd want to take them as well so that I get to experience it with them. Um, Whereas so I go to Nando's. So there's no point. Well I think we took a different. Like, yeah, you took the really nice place of your parents, and I took the generic place of like, yeah, like so celebrities. You did, like, the opposite, as in you did yeah. the past and I did the place. Yeah, yeah, and then also, um, yeah, just to say thank you to them. You know, give back to them. If I can experience something like that, I'd like to experience it with them. I think it'll be quite funny as well. After <laughs> a nice posh place, just like, huh, yeah. It's really nice to see the different approaches you've to that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You said I know. It's because I struggle with the other two. I, I'll come with you. I'll take May off. Yeah. And then I'll take Claire, because she's um, one of the people who work in the global office who have given us this opportunity mm. to um, do this and talk about STEM and our journey in STEM and to be able to help inspire women, which I find... I'm very thankful that I have the opportunity to mm. inspire women already now so thank you <laughs> if you're listening <laughs> <laughs> oh that that was really sweet um thank you both for coming along for the podcast today um it's been really interesting hearing about your journeys thank you for having us yeah thank you it's really interesting yeah. as well speaking <laughs> to you